0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Stressed. I'm your co-host, Jordan Sanford, alongside Alex Latou. Alex and I are really excited for this one because on this episode, we are joined by our very first guest, Catherine. Catherine also happens to be one of my best friends and similar to Alex and I, played tennis at the junior and collegiate level and is an amazing person with a paramount story to tell. In this episode, Catherine talks about her intense childhood and how she never had the opportunity to be a kid. She also spoke about being adopted, a topic she doesn't discuss often as it affected her life significantly and is something she has not yet healed from. Catherine learned at 25 years old that herself along with her brother were both adopted, and at that, she didn't have the opportunity to hear it from the mouth of her own parents. Feeling hurt, confused, many mixed emotions, she talks about the hard-hitting experience and how deeply it impacted her, how she was able to overcome it, and so much more. Without further ado, let's jump into today's conversation. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today and for being a part of Stress. It means so much to have you here as our first guest. We're Woo! so excited, <laughs> and we can't wait to, to hear your story. It's a very important one, and I know it's going to touch so many people. So thank you.
1: No, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I know that this is a safe place, and I'm actually very excited to tell my story. So, yeah, huh. um, I am a little nervous, but um, well, we'll just jump we're, right we're, into yeah, it. <laughs> we're gonna get through this together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we all have similar backgrounds in the sense that tennis was such a huge part of our lives, and we started really young. We played our very first match at Upland Tennis Club eight years old <laughs> so that tells you a lot um, but what was your relationship like you know with your mom and dad in your childhood like would you say?
1: Um, I had very strict uh, Filipino parents and you know listening to your guys' previous episodes I would always find myself agreeing to a lot of the things that you guys had mentioned and unfortunately There were a lot of times where my wins and losses pretty much determined the environment of the home. And so if I won, then everyone's happy Mm -hmm. and there's no problems. But if I lost, then everyone's mad at each other. And it got to a point where I was so conditioned to make people feel happy and that I had to win at all costs. And so that went with, you know, things outside of tennis. So if I would clean the house, then my parents would be happy. And then it was always, I always had to give something in order to get something. Mm -hmm. It was never just given, which is also fine, you know, good learning experience. But I don't know, maybe for other people, they would normally get that and they wouldn't have to. Give anything. Yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah.
2: Your your worth was almost determined by what you could provide. Exactly.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And um it was the same thing for my brother. Um, he ended up quitting like twice. Um, he was a very good tennis player, and I lucked out that I saw it before he did, you know. So mm-hmm. I was able to kind of pick and choose which situations I would let myself get like really bothered by and which ones I could just be like okay I'm just doing it for myself but
0: a lot of the times I was playing for other people and not Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Say like your mom and dad that relationship like was it I mean you guys obviously weren't super close then right? Mm -hmm. Right. Can you like talk a little bit about that? Um.
1: Honestly my dad was mainly the one that took me to most of my matches. My mom was a little bit more anxious and she would watch if they were were like in the quarters, semis or even finals. Mm -hmm. Um, But my dad would always tell me like, oh, you gave her three or four games because you felt nice, you know? And, or if I lost it'd be, oh, you lost to piss me off. Like it just never made any sense. And so again, like I said, I got so conditioned to, to being like that, that even my personality, like as it was like forming, I always had to make sure that I tried to keep myself out of trouble instead of keeping myself happy. So
2: So. when you were, when you were around your parents, you didn't feel like you had a relationship other than tennis.
1: Yeah. And I felt like two different people. I would show them, like I would, like with Jordan and like all my other friends, I'm like super hyper, like super chatty. And then at home I'm chatty, but very limited. And Mm -hmm. I was always scared that if I said something wrong or it would be viewed as like stupid or, you know, just completely disregarded, which I felt was the case a lot of the times. So
0: it's almost too, like in a way you didn't have that opportunity to be a kid. Right. Mm -hmm
1: you like, had to learn how to grow up so fast which you know it's not a bad thing now but i mean if and when i have kids you know i would want to make sure that my relationship with them starts off
0: um very close like right away yeah yeah that's like my so biggest thing positives and negatives there with their relationship yeah. with you and definitely all of that. Mm-hmm. yeah so I know growing up, you you had questions and hearing family members talk kind of made you question some things with your parents a little bit, but it wasn't just until a few years ago when you turned 25 that you found out you were adopted and it wasn't even by your parents. You were told by another family member. Can you kind of talk about that experience, how that happened? Sure. And-
1: so. Um- Just to backtrack a little bit, I got out of a relationship um, like late 20, like early 2014, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a better timeline for that. And obviously left me super heartbroken. Jordan heard about it many, many times. And it got to a point where it led me to Vegas. And she was moving to Vegas. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Vegas too. I need to get out. I knew that my job at the time was kind of going downhill, like the hours were a little sketchy. And so when I had the opportunity to go interview, I took it. Um, Wasn't even really taking it seriously. And then when I got it, I was like, wow, this is perfect. So I'm about six months in now. And I'm at a family reunion out in LA. And I ran into a cousin that I hadn't seen in a very long time. And she was saying, hey, like, how are you? What's going on? I was like, hey, I moved to Vegas, you know, and she's like, oh, hit up my sister. She lives like about 30 minutes away from you. You should go check her out. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. And two months passed and I realized I don't want to live in the apartment complex that I'm at. So I contacted her just on a whim and I was like, hey, can I come see you? And I was really only going there to ask her for, like, good spots of, like, safe spots of where I could live, right? Mm -hmm. I was never even going to ask her to live with her, none of that. And so she invites me over, and we're talking just like we are right now. And, you know, she's kind of, like, isolated from the family. She um, wanted nothing to do with my mom's side. This is my mom's side. Um, She had her own issues, you know, she told me all her theories and I was like, okay, you know, I didn't know any of this. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you went through all of that. And so at that time, it had been maybe like an hour or two into the conversation and all of a sudden, and it was a very lighthearted conversation. And all of a sudden she goes, how are your adoptive parents? Just like out of nowhere, we're sitting on the couch together and she and I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, like, how are your adoptive parents? Like, how are they doing?"
0: I and just think that's such a weird thing to say. Weird too.
2: question,
0: right? right? Like, who would ever say it that mm-hmm. way? I guess is my other exactly. question. It's weird, but and yeah. obviously it was planned. You know, um,
1: nobody does that. I don't think.
0: <laughs> I would hope no. not.
1: And you know, if it's been a que- a, a secret for 25 years. I don't think it was meant to ever come out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: you know? and she,
1: she knew that. She knew. And so of course I'm sitting there and while she went to go get water, I texted my brother and I asked, I was like, did you know? And he is the slowest texter, like of all time. He ignores me for days on end, but that day he texted me within like two seconds. And he's like, I think so. But he's like, I have no proof. And there have been situations where I'd be with, like, family, and I'd hear, like, random things, but I never really Mm -hmm. thought anything Mm -hmm. of it, because why would you question it? You have everything, you have a good family, they provided everything for you, why? Mm -hmm. You know, so, and there was absolutely no proof. So, what she did, then what she did is she proceeded to cry with me, if you will, cry, (sighs)
0: you know? Was she genuinely mm-hmm. crying? I don't or think like, so. You think it was Looking just a show?
1: back, as I got older, I'm, I was like, this was definitely planned. She was probably trying to get me to side with her and, you know, isolate my family because that's what they did to her, you know, whatever. And she
0: already didn't have that good relationship mm-hmm. with her mom. So she's exactly. probably trying to hurt her too. And yeah. Indirectly.
2: Almost staged. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so,
1: um, after that, she decides to take me to all of her friends and all of her friends are these rich people in Vegas and they all have really nice homes. And I had zero reception for a good four hours. So I'm sitting there with people I don't know and four hours with no reception and I can't talk to anyone about anything. And she just dropped a bomb on me. I just can't can't even imagine. And I'm just sitting in the car. None of my messages are going through. And like, I went into the bathroom, like multiple, multiple times to cry Mm. because I had no idea what was happening. And I didn't get any messages from my brother, you know, after that. So I was just like, what is going on? So um, I had to wait like, you know, five, six hours before I could call my brother and tell him like, we need to find out if this is actually true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You had no, you had no time to even absorb that information at all. Mm -hmm. She just dropped that on you and okay, let's go hang out now and have a great time. How are you supposed to do
1: that? Yeah. And then she introduced me, this is like the most distinct thing that I remember. She introduced me to the owner of that home that we went to and she said hey this is my cousin I we just reconnected and she's like she's in the same situation as me
2: oh and what is that supposed to be
1: and I don't even know how anyone could do that to to somebody you know it was unbelievable and I'll never forget it
0: well she was definitely trying to get back at your mom or just hurt your mom by saying that to you it's just so uncalled for. You're adopted. What did, what did she say? How yeah. are your adoptive parents? You Why couldn't
1: you just say how are How's your- How's your mom? How's yeah. your dad? How's your
0: dad? How's your brother? I mean, no one would say it that way, but she's trying huh. to spill the the beans. You mm-hmm. know, she's trying to just bring it out. Yep. She knows it's a secret. And she's like, here mm-hmm. we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess like, how did that make you feel? I mean, obviously, it's just so overwhelming because it's traumatic to even hear that. But how, how did you feel hearing it from someone other than your parents? And at 25 years old, like, did you have anger towards them? Were you just confused? Were you everything? Like, what was kind of going on mentally?
1: It was definitely everything. Um, I was, at the time, I was very upset um, because I don't think... That I'm that type of person that you can't tell that to. I was more mm-hmm. hurt by that, that you couldn't trust me enough or you would think that I would leave. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother might be more of a possibility. I think that's more of a reason why, but still not fair regardless because he too is also adopted where we were just adopted at two, uh, oh. two separate times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, apparently his parents his mom didn't want him and she was gonna apparently have an abortion and then she went to the church that my dad's aunt was a nun yeah. at and she was like no like that's a sin you know mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. super catholic <laughs> and she was like just have the baby and just give it up to a family that um that needs it yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so she was like okay i'll do it and that was that for christian and then i guess two years later, same situation. Um, my biological mom was in college apparently and couldn't mm-hmm. afford to have me. And so um, she did the same, same thing, went to the same aunt and everything and gave me up. So that's all I know. Again, we don't know if these are planned
0: stories. Uh, mm-hmm. there have- when
2: you were to find out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you think now? I mean, think it's true. Sometimes my parents will slip,
1: and like recently they slipped about my brother. They were like, "Oh yeah, your dad said this," and my brother is like, "What?" <laughs> and then she just cut it off, and so I know it's just like, end we'll, of conversation. I, honestly, you guys, I don't think we'll ever truly find out the truth. And the ones that do know the truth, I know we can't ask mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they have that relationship with my parents, and it's either and a sibling of my brother yeah. or my my not my brother, my dad so
2: yeah
1: it'll just never come out I don't think
2: when did your brother find out the same time oh he the same know. time he didn't know time. either
1: I'm the one that told him no idea Yeah, no oh idea.
2: my gosh yeah. I oh yeah
1: so <laughs> yeah
2: two at the same time yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, it's just crazy because you go your whole life. Exactly. You know, and and then you don't even hear it from your parents. Right. So it's just like double, like, wow. What
1: I think what hurts most now is that everyone knew. Mm. All my family members knew, except for us two. Every single Mm. one of them knew. So what I did is I contacted one cousin from my mom's side and one cousin from my dad's side that I knew wouldn't lie to me. Mm. And they told, they both told me that if I ever said that they confirmed it, that they'll go to the grave telling them that they weren't the ones that spilled the beans. And I was like, I'm not here to hurt anyone's feelings. I was just like, please just let me know it's It's my
2: life yeah yeah
1: and of course they were like yeah we've known and so I reached out to a bunch of other cousins and nephews and they all knew as well so I think that that's what hurt the most but I understood that it should have came from my parents and Mm -hmm. nobody else and Mm. unfortunately my cousin in Vegas took that away from them but if it wasn't for her I don't think I ever would have found out
0: I mean, that was not going to be what. my
2: question. Do you think they would have even
0: I mean, told I, you ever 25 years without yeah. saying anything? I don't think you're going to say yeah. anything at that point. My mom said that
1: there was a time when I think Christian was 20 and I was 18. And all of us were like, you know, when you're at that age where you think you know everything. <laughs> and Exactly. And then, yeah. And so I guess all four of us were just bickering and we were in the room. My mom said that she wanted to tell us right there and then, but there was so much like just bad Mm -hmm. juju with everyone that she was like, it wasn't the time. And then she said that moment slipped. And then she's like, I just never brought it up.
2: There's never a right moment for that. Mm -hmm. Especially when you, I guess I would say hide it for that long. It's, You kept that deception up for 20 plus years it's almost easier to continue that yeah it's a lie you know not I don't want to call them I don't want to say it's a lie but it almost feels like you've been lied to your whole life right yeah Yeah. definitely
1: and she wrote oh well my mom and dad emailed us
0: well yeah that's what I was gonna ask you too because you know you don't have this like super close relationship where you can talk to them and be super Mm -hmm. open with them so how did you tell your mom and dad hey I found out I know now how did that go so you
1: guys will love this one I found out three days before I was supposed to go on a cruise with them and one of my friends Anna no (laughs) bless her soul was Anna, <laughs> MVP. plug. She was on that cruise as well. Because my mom knew that the only way she would get me on that cruise was if mm-hmm. one of my friends went to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so
0: <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> oh, it's hot in here. I remember that yeah. too. And it was right after and you're like i'm going on a cruise and like, i'm like how are you still going i'm just mm-hmm. like this is crazy the
2: dynamic
0: correct that's and crazy so
1: not only did i have to put up this whole facade of like everything's fine um <laughs> i picked, i i drove to their house i spent the night before we left anna came to the house i drove them we i did everything and so we're on this cruise and Anna and I were mainly together the whole time, you know, minus the dinners and stuff like that. But my parents pretty much let me do whatever I wanted to do during that trip. And when I was making a YouTube video, there was one picture that we took during the formal dinner. It's like the last dinner of the, mm-hmm. of the cruise, right? Mm-hmm. And I had it in the video. And I was like, you know what? I wanna be cool and make it look like it was just Anna and I <laughs> that went on this cruise, right?
2: Uh-huh. With a little
1: bit of, you know, With revenge, a bit you know. Of that, of but course. really it was more to just look like me and Anna went on a super cool trip.
0: Yeah, no, one
2: else just was no there. no
1: parents, just nothing. <laughs>
2: sure, sure.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. And so I showed it to my mom. I texted her and she's like, Well, you did such a good job, blah, blah, blah. A week later, she sends me this text in the morning. And it's so (laughs) long, Alex. Like, you don't even understand It It was a full-on novel. And she goes, one of my friends said that you put up a video on Facebook. And this is what I get for befriending all my mom's friends because I'm just nice like that, I guess. Uh They were like, how come? We thought you were on that trip or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: so my mom went from being super happy about the video to getting all mad at me because I didn't include her. and so all because of what
2: her friend said. Yes,
1: right. exactly. And so Fair. that's how she found out I knew because I texted her back and I was like, you want to talk about oh. getting mad about a video? You have oh. to get mad. I was like, you might want to talk about the stuff that you've been hiding from me for 25 years.
2: Oh, that's how it came
0: out. You just let it out. I let it out. You let it out. (laughs) I'm so proud because you are like such a nice, sweet person too. So respectful. Sometimes.
1: (laughs) But that day I was not (laughs) having it. And I just woke up. I was getting ready for work and you know, my phone's like blowing up and I'm like, Oh my God, like, who is this? And it's just like, ripping me a new one no, and I was like no, no. not today no, not today this is the one day where it's no and no. this is the one day I'm gonna get away with it and after that's all true of, yeah. that's true and after all of that she ignored me for a week she didn't talk to me for a week because she a week like a whole week she would drop
2: that on her and you didn't hear back for a week what 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 hold up oh, hold up wait a minute Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. For a whole week and I'm calling her. I I'm know. calling Jordan. I'm like my mom's not talking to me. Like what did I do? I know and now
0: she was thinking like oh my god am I I did wrong? something wrong. Yeah. Like overthinking. It. I'm like no, like this is valid. And now I'm thinking it's my fault for
1: finding right, out, right. you know, when I'm like wait a minute. No, it, it can't be like that. And so she finally called me and she said who told you? And I said, hey, it was, I'm not going to disclose her name, but it was my cousin from Vegas. And she told me this and that. She's like, all right, hung up. And my aunt just, just hung up like that? Yeah, she was just like, all right, okay, quick, okay, bye. And then I get a call from my cousin's mom, which is my, one of my mom's best okay. friends, right? And so my aunt was like, did she really tell you? Like insinuating that I'm lying. And I was like, what makes you, like, how else was I supposed to find Mm -hmm, out? (laughs) mm -hmm. And she's like, can you tell your mom, can you call your mom back and tell her it wasn't her? She's like, go lie to her and tell her it wasn't her.
2: Are you serious?
1: I'm serious, dead serious. And I was like, absolutely not, because this is exactly how I found out. And how else am I supposed to tell my story?
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So continuous, let's continue to just lie about the lie and who lied and who's, you know. Back to
0: back to back, back, like, Uh. and I know when you're in Vegas too, like you're going through a lot as it is. Like Mm -hmm. you were not happy with the job, with where you were at. Mm -hmm. And then on top of this, you're hit with this news. And I just want to know, like, how did you manage to get through that? Like, I mean, were you depressed? I know you weren't in a good place, Mm -hmm. but like, how did you manage to, like, overcome that?
2: I don't it was know. Not-
0: it was honestly a blur.
1: Um, I remember calling all of my friends and you – luckily, she was in person. So anytime I yeah. saw her, I at least had one person that I – That's
2: huge. Be
1: – bent to. And that's all you need, honestly, is mm-hmm. one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And obviously, I couldn't go to my family for that. Um, my brother um, – he would FaceTime me and actually this helped build my relationship with him. So we were fine, but we're really close now, you know, because you of have it. a stronger so,
2: bond. Yeah. yeah.
1: And because at the end of the day, no one's going to understand our situation more than each other. Cause Mm-mm. we're both in that You've same been
0: through it together. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so, and he's like, if anything, he got a lot angrier than I did he took it a lot harder he was
0: angry he was very angry whereas you were kind of just like hurt I was hurt
1: and I still contacted them because they're my parents like I'm not yeah yeah but my brother disappeared for I don't know however long and he wouldn't answer anything he and my parents knew better they were just like all right we're gonna let him Mm -hmm. pull off and so like I said they wrote me an email um it was a (laughs) six-page email I don't know how long that had been planned for or you know but drafted yeah (laughs) if you (laughs) like a better word (laughs) yeah (laughs) but in it not a single apology of for what happened you know it was it was a like oh shame us for not telling
0: you or shame us again if you know like we hurt you you know like pity me like Mm -hmm. I'm the bad person. I'm the bad guy.
1: What you have to understand is like Filipinos are like that. They are so into that old fashioned, like, because I'm older, you respect me. No matter what I did to you, you respect me because I know better type of, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just how it is, unfortunately. And I hope that if this ever does reach any of my family members that they know that I'm truly coming from a good place and i'm only doing this for healing and explaining the situation at hand right and that i'm not ungrateful for mm-hmm. what i've had and whatever else is still gonna come you know mm-hmm. so
0: i mean even after that too like i watched you you were always still there for them no mm-hmm. matter what like you never were like i'm not talking to you guys you know i'm not going to be a part of this anymore mm-hmm. literally it was for like a week or you were upset kind of a little bit and then you were just like okay like not that you were healed from it at all but you were still going to help them like you were going to be there for them mm-hmm. and you they're, they're always going to be your parents and that's how you always thought of it too yeah.
1: so i wouldn't have it any other way i just of course wish that there were certain events that had played out differently and i would have respected it more if they had just told me themselves mm-hmm. you know instead of you know, having to hear it from somebody else. And then among all the mm. other things that I heard after everyone knew that I knew, mm. you know, yeah. so then everyone has yeah. their own theories and that makes it more, more painful and ignorance really is bliss. And when people started like being like, Oh, like I knew your mom or this and that, I'm just like, please just don't bring me down that, that rabbit right. hole anymore. I can't, I don't think it's I'll like
2: rubbing salt on your, on the wound. Yeah. you know?
1: yeah yeah so (sighs) I think
2: it's it's interesting to talk about the tennis background Mm -hmm. um with your parents and then also finding out and how your reaction was kind of based on that background Mm. I mean comparing comparing it to your brothers I know he played tennis too but like thinking back on your relationship with your parents with tennis and how you reacted to this, it was almost the same. Like you still came back, you still made the effort not to please them, but to keep everything, keep everything together. Right.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I guess that goes
1: back into what I was saying. Like I'm so conditioned to, to yeah. do that.
0: And to be like that. And to give and just to make other people happy. It's like always you about still someone. You still look
2: like, you still felt, I mean, that you were the one at fault initially because your mom didn't talk to you for a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Have you gotten
0: an
1: apology? Yeah. No, I have never gotten an apology. I don't think mm-hmm. I ever will because I don't think they feel like they would need to give me one, but... Again, at this point, I feel like I would have wanted it five years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like Mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, I know that in my situation, it could have been a lot worse. You know, just because I had a hard time in tennis or whatever. There's, I'm sure, a lot of big picture, a lot of adopted kids that don't Mm -hmm. have what I have. So I just chalk it up to that, and that's how
0: I was able to move forward. I think. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? you are healed completely from it or is or is there still some kind of like hole that is not repaired you think
1: um i can honestly say i'm not healed
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i have triggers maybe mm-hmm. um, people will be like oh what are you and i'll be like oh actually i don't know yeah, you know yeah. and i'll always say i'm Filipino. Or sometimes I'll joke around, and I'll be like, oh, I'm like, I'm Thai or something like that with somebody mm. I'll never see again. Mm.
0: But yeah.
1: after that encounter, it hits like a soft spot and I'm just like, hmm, I really actually don't know. Right. And of course, as humans, you want to be, you are curious of like, you know, who are my parents or mm-hmm. who did I take after? You know, do I have any siblings? Like, that's another thing. I know. And so everyone's like, oh, you should join ancestry or 23andMe and stuff like that and my brother was like I wanted to get it for you he's like I just didn't know if that was like a good idea how you would feel
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and I also think I would get hurt even more if I knew that they weren't even looking for me so I think I'd rather just not know and same goes for for Christian as well Mm
2: mm-hmm you almost want to close that book and just move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, my question is, have you thought about seeking therapy or have you sought out therapy or think it would help you heal or go through the process of healing?
1: Um, I hope people that are in therapy don't take this the wrong way, but I felt like putting myself in therapy (laughs) putting myself in (laughs) therapy made it seem like something was wrong with me yeah and I always the biggest thing for me is I always want to make sure that there's nothing wrong with me that I was like I can always you know get through any situation that is handed to me and I think that this experience is very traumatic as it is but I think my personality, I just deal with it better as time goes on, so I think it just got to a point where I was able to just push it and push it and push it to the point where I no longer think about it as much, so it's bearable. And um, I can't tell you how many times people told me that. Um, Same goes for when I got out of my breakup in
2: 2014.
1: I don't think I had ever been so sad Mm -hmm. and I think Jordan knows that Mm -hmm. I feel like I was
0: sadder about that than I
1: was about this I was more confused about this yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah this is just yeah it's confusing but like you said like your parents they they gave you everything that they had you know and they Mm -hmm. you know wanted the best for you and they were they are your parents they are your parents and I mean there is that but Yeah, with the relationship but yeah that is interesting I feel like it yeah
1: I almost felt like I was like you said that I felt like I was putting the blame on me I almost Mm -hmm. felt like I had no right to be mad because Mm -hmm. of everything they had given me so it was more of like confusion and hurt but I was just like I'm already here what's the point you know I'm 25 Mm -hmm. years deep what else Mm -hmm. can I do you know so it's just now like if I ever found out the truth, great, but I don't know what I would do with it.
0: <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm kind of curious too, like being adopted, has that ever, like, I don't know, struck something with your relationship with Chris now? And just would you want to adopt?
1: So, sorry, Chris, put you on the spotlight here, buddy. I did ask <laughs> if he was open to adopting. And, of course, he wants his own, and that's 100% okay. And, of course, I got hurt a little bit at first, but then my parents, looking back, they only adopted because my mom had um, fertility issues, and Mm -hmm. she actually really wasn't able to to have any kids. Mm -hmm. And so um, she got very lucky that my dad's aunt reached out and was saying, hey, there's a kid here. I don't know if you're interested, but it's an idea. If you really want a kid, this Mm -hmm. might be your best option. And so she said that she was leaving for a trip to Europe for like nine weeks or something like that. And she said that she knows a lot can happen in nine months that a lot of women change their mind and they'll be like, "Never mind, I'm going to keep it. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't think that it was even possible. Until you know nine months came and she was like, Yep, I still don't want Christians. Yeah. And so when that happened and then I came around, she was like, There's a girl, do you want a sibling for Christians? And she was like, Yeah, absolutely. So the way she portrayed it, it makes you feel bad that you're mad, type of thing. So um again
0: (laughs) it's like guilt tripping me. (laughs) into feeling (laughs) that. But um Okay. So for you though, would you, would you want to adopt? If I absolutely can't have my own, I would Mm -hmm. be. Okay.
1: uh, Definitely. I would want to, I think I would love to rescue a child Mm -hmm. and, you know, have the same luck that I had, you know, if not better. Yeah. But, um, of course I respect, Chris and whatever his wants are. And I know it's easier said than done. My parents had to wait four years for me to come to the States legally. Mm-hmm. The paperwork is ridiculous. Um, the background checks, the money that you have to put in is, it's a lot more than it looks. So mm-hmm. I understand Long process. Yeah. And so that was also shoved in my face many times. So I was just oh, like, okay. That was
0: shoved in your face? Really? Yeah, the process yeah. taking so long. Yeah. My mom was
1: like, well, you know, you and your brother, they took so long And she's like, we did everything for you. So I was like, okay, okay. Like, oh. I get it. <laughs> you know,
2: <sighs> is, I feel like, honestly, I feel like this could be a cultural thing though. Mm-hmm. The way you handle the like arguments and uncomfortable situations or even blame.
0: Yes. And I've seen so many times, like what she has to deal with is crazy. Just the comments, the comments that, you know, come off really really harsh and the way she deals with it you know any other person would be like are you kidding me they would say something you know it's their parents mm-hmm. what they were saying but she's so respectful all the time and just so kind mm-hmm. and just so sweet I think that is a cultural I think so too thing. and it happened I mean Jordan saw it
1: growing up like I was never allowed to like sleep over never slept over mm-hmm. I never could go to like player parties or anything not, like that. Not one. not one time. And the only time I was able to sleep over is if because like the USTA like paid for Like a for trip. Fed Cup Fed or cup something. Or, like, yeah. Intersectionals or something like that. Those are totally fine because they're all tennis related <laughs> yeah. and she knows I can't go anywhere. <laughs> but any other time, absolutely not. And a lot of the comments was like, oh, you care more about your friends than you do about your family. And I was always home. Always, <laughs> always home. doing
0: everything.
2: Always yeah. guilt. Right. Guilting. And I yeah. feel
0: like
1: it also went into a lot of my friendships. Like a lot of people would get super frustrated with me because <laughs> I would always turn them down. Yeah. And yeah. this was a, also going into my relationship in college. And I couldn't even tell my parents about him because I I honestly could, I couldn't say anything. Everybody knew all of my family members knew that I had a boyfriend, but except for my parents, (laughs) because I knew that they would like pull me out of school as soon as they found out. And I don't think he understood that. Like, he's just like, Oh, whatever. Like they'll get over it. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's really how it is. Like you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Because you don't
0: go through it. So. so, what what would you tell parents that haven't like said anything to their adopted children, haven't told them that they were adopted? What would you say to them? Oh my goodness! I don't <laughs>
1: know. I think it really depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got very lucky, and this is like when. You really look back and you say, All of my experiences really aligned. And my college roommate, Irina, Mm -hmm. was adopted, but she knew at the age of four because she got adopted in Russia. And she showed me her passport. And I was like, No, you're Latina. Like, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) And she showed me her passport and it said it was from Moscow. And I was like, All right, she's she's legit. She's Russian. But she knew from the very get go. And um, she, You know, her parents were great. And I think every situation that I was in led me to find out that I was adopted. It prepared me for it, whether I like it or not. And I just think that she was able to handle it so much easier and had so much more respect for it because she had known for such a long time how lucky Mm -hmm. she was. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. for me, I wish I had known so much earlier how lucky I was I already knew that I am yeah
2: but exactly
1: I feel like I lived a whole different life and that so many people behind my back yeah and that's not including family members I'm talking about everywhere I went in public that means all the tennis players the tennis parents that probably knew that my parents were not my parents
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and couldn't say anything to me And I'm just walking around blind.
0: (laughs) No idea.
2: I had no idea.
1: idea. And so my advice would be to just like sit them down. Like no matter how young, like kids are going to be understanding. And if they're smart, they'll know that they're in a good situation. And um, just never let them find out the way that I did. It's so painful and I wouldn't want anyone to go through it like that I feel like sometimes I wish I hadn't known you
0: know yeah because I mean like you said you've gone so long life is one way and now you tell me and yeah completely flips the switch like that and it's a lot to deal with so
2: I was just gonna say it all comes down to to respect and I don't think there's I mean obviously I didn't go through it but I don't think there's a right and wrong time to have that conversation as long as it comes from them from the parents and yeah um there's that level of respect and understanding that hey this was the situation this is why we did it and we love Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. like how would you feel about that I would have
1: probably taken it a lot easier I guess at the time because you're young you know Mm -hmm. and you can't leave the house you have nothing to fall back on you know but i think my brother's two years older than i am so i think they were more scared that he was gonna leave or
2: Mm -hmm. they might Mm -hmm. not see him
1: again so i understood all these things and like i try to be as understanding as possible maybe sometimes a little too much to the point where i put myself like last Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm that's just how it's always been and I'm so used to it
0: in a way I do kind of understand you know why they kind of held it in and they didn't want to say anything because then I mean they're just afraid how you might react are you gonna hate them you know but I mean you just never know I guess it depends on the person but like you said you felt lucky like if they would have told you when you were eight you would have felt the same you would have felt lucky Mm -hmm. I mean if they told you when you were 12 you would have felt the same like
2: yeah yeah
0: I mean, you're blessed. Yeah, I mean, I have no regrets. Everything that I went through led me to this. And
1: I mean, I can't really be mad at
0: anything. (laughs) Yeah. What would you tell anyone that has gone through a similar situation to you? And if they are struggling, what would be your advice to them?
2: I
1: don't think there's a... Right or wrong way to heal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> everyone is very different, and I honestly just kept myself kept myself busy, and um, I tried a bunch of new things, and I don't know. It just like I said earlier, it just kind of went away yeah. as time went, and I got older, and I was like, you know what? It's okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, it could all, I always told myself that it could always be worse. And that's kind of just how I got through it. And that may not be the right solution for somebody else, but that's how I was able to get through mine. And luckily I have such a good support system and family members that understood my parents the way that I understand them, you know? So it felt a little bit easier to move on because like I wasn't feeling this or that I was just the only one feeling that way towards them like they knew also that my parents were the way that they were and that I wasn't crazy yeah (laughs) in a Um, way you know and again if this ever reaches (laughs) (laughs) them I'm sorry (laughs) but it's no don't say sorry um, (laughs) you're always saying sorry oh my god (laughs) but honestly like I just want them to know that I am like super grateful and that um you'll find your way it doesn't matter how long it takes um yeah like I said I'm still healing myself but you'll get there it might not make sense at the time but it will
0: would you Uh, say time healed your wounds it's (laughs) getting there
2: main that's Just so deep. Yeah. Thank you. No, but okay. I have a question. Did it help to have like that arena friend who was adopted? Kind of. Did you reach out to her at all when you found out? I did. Yeah.
1: I don't think she had nothing bad to say. Obviously, like her parents were great, and um, not to say that this everyone's life is perfect because it's not possible. Yeah. But, um, she was just saying that what if, you know, I didn't get adopted, like where would I be? And mm-hmm. Christian and I have talked about it as well. And we're like, we could literally be on the streets and in the Philippines yeah. somewhere
2: or, or, or just better
1: not yet, here, better, not yet here. Not, better yet,
0: better yeah. yet, even, you, yeah. you don't, you didn't just don't even know. get a chance,
1: you know? So. And I told him, I was like, cause sometimes he gets into these like deep like thoughts and when he t- starts talking because he doesn't do it often I make sure I listen because I don't want him yeah. feeling like he's ever alone and now that I don't live at home and it's just him now and he's pretty much taken my spot so congrats to you Christian because <laughs> <laughs> hope you're doing a good job because it's hard
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> be <laughs> irreplaceable
1: oh my God. but um I just want him to know that he's not alone and that you know, it is a second chance at life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how you want to look at it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that it's up to you how you want to make of it. So
0: that was deep breath. That was really good. I know. Can we breathe? Let's <laughs> breathe. <laughs> I'm hot right now. It's hot. I'm hot too. That was a great conversation. And Thank you. Thank you again just for coming and for supporting the podcast and for sharing your story again. And we know it's going to help so many people. And thank you for being our first guest. Our very first guest. (laughs) (laughs) Very first guest. Remember her. Oh my gosh! But thank you, really. Though. Thanks,
2: Catherine. Yeah, that was great. Thanks,
0: Alex, hey, thanks
1: for having me on here. I mean, it helps just talking about it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I was, was hoping this would be a good outlet for you, and
1: it definitely is. Yeah. Like, so, you, some of the questions you guys asked, like I may have like you know thought about it in the past, but you know I don't really get to, you to elaborate it. on it much, you know. And I try not talking about it because Everyone's heard it before, but you know, sometimes it does hit you a little bit more
0: than you think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You can always talk about it
2: to, to us, honestly, <laughs> whenever you want Thank to. You. We you you can have to. different parts to the conversation. This mm-hmm. is part one.
0: No, seriously, I feel like I yeah. can ask enough questions. Like, I still have so many more questions, but yeah, I guess it'll have to wait till another episode. <laughs> it was a lot that was a lot to to unpack but meditation it only seems right right
2: is it time
0: I think it is time to
2: meditate time welcome I wonder if Catherine's made it through a meditation yet.
0: I I listen
1: to all of your episodes but I feel like I'm always like doing something during meditation have you meditated (laughs) you guys my mind goes hundred miles per hour I'm pretty sure
0: I haven't meditated in a very long time this is our, her very first time meditating, so this is great. <laughs> Let it sink in.
2: Okay. Let's close no our really eyes. I okay, I just... <laughs> let's close our eyes, please. Thank you. Take a deep breath in. And Exhale.
0: make sure you <laughs> okay let's close our eyes again and we actually have been really good with this we haven't had to we have, but i'm keeping my We're eyes good. open now i know so like I i'm watch. trying to oh, anticipate because it helps me not okay so not i'm gonna close my eyes yes. and try so hard not to laugh yes
1: because
2: okay, i'm watching your face and you're like
0: <laughs> it's not relaxed whatsoever. <laughs> okay okay ready
2: Okay. Let's meditate. Let's close our eyes. Take a deep breath in. And when you exhale, make it audible, hear yourself release that air. One more time, inhale and make an audible exhale. Steady your breath. And take note of any tension you might feel in your neck, shoulders, and as you do a body scan throughout your back and lower body, make sure your feet are planted firmly on the floor and try to sink into where you're at in this very moment. Because right now is all that matters. Think about the good things that are happening throughout your day or have happened today. And if you have negative thoughts that enter your mind, just label them as negative thoughts and try to push them away. Clarity will help release tension. Let's take another deep breath in and exhale. Take another deep breath in to those spots that may be feeling some tension throughout your body and exhale. When you're ready, let your eyes flutter open into your new relaxed state.
1: Your voice is
0: so I'm calming. I'm so relaxed. Every Welcome. time, after every meditation, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Good night. So what are we grateful for? Catherine, as our guest. Well, let's with Catherine. Catherine. Snaps for
1: Catherine. Thanks. Three things that you're grateful for. Um, Definitely, number one right now is grateful for this opportunity. This is honestly so cool. So thank you guys for having me and for giving me a a safe place to just, just to talk and there's no judgment and, you know. And number two would definitely be my husband. (laughs) Um, Very lucky. Had somebody go through this whole, transforming phase of my life and even more so now so very um grateful for him and to top it off I'm still very grateful for my family like you know I couldn't be here today despite all of that Mm -hmm. very grateful for them
0: what about you guys shall shall I go next
2: (laughs) you shall Mamie
0: hit us with your grateful list (laughs) I'm so sorry guys. Again, I'm going to have to go with this outlet because it's so special just to have you here talking about,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, what you've gone through. And I just, I'm I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to sit with you guys and to have this conversation. And it just, it means the world to me that we're doing this. So thank you both. I'm grateful for you guys. And then I would have to say my mom. The next one. She just got vaccinated today, her first Ooh. one. So I'm just I'm thankful that we're I think we're coming up on the end of this COVID thing, hopefully. And um let, let's let us hope. But she let's didn't pray. vaccinate it today, so that's that's great. And I would just say the third one is to be where I am in this moment. And I'm so grateful through the ups and downs of my life just to be here. And I, I'm grateful. Just for the present, that would be my third.
2: Congratulations, Maine! This is oh. that's great.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you so did you, much. Did you get vaccinated though?
0: No, we're. I mean, we're not able to yet. My oh, age
2: group, yeah, it's not. Oh, well, in California, it's different.
0: It's yeah. Is can you get vaccinated?
2: There. Sixteen and older, yeah. Oh. Well, ours is coming up soon, right? Like in
0: a well, week I or so. I got my first one through, yeah.
1: through my job and my second one is actually on Tuesday.
0: So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Stay well, tuned for mine.
2: Stay tuned. <laughs> That'll be, <laughs> be next week, I'm <laughs> grateful for <laughs> if you.
0: If she ever gets it. <laughs> okay. What, what about, about you?
2: you? Oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm also super grateful. I don't want to be repetitive, but for, for this platform to be able to speak out on all these important issues that affect so many people. And I'm grateful for Catherine being on the podcast and being so open and vulnerable with us and hopefully many other people listening. And that's something really special that we're creating here. And it's nice to be able to share it finally with someone new and get that ball rolling. Um, And I think the third thing, third thing I'm grateful for (laughs) is this glass of wine to just top off my evening.
0: It never disappoints. Honestly, it doesn't. This this is also amazing. I just have to give a quick shout out to easy wine. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I wish you could have some with us right now. It's I'm pretending. It's so it's like really light and refreshing. And, and it's, it's super cute looking. And it's it so is. It doesn't really, it's not heavy at all. No. Uh, so a lot lots of things that we're grateful for today.
2: Positive things. Yeah.
0: And yeah, that was another great episode. I love you both so much. And I will see you and Alex will see you <laughs> next episode. <laughs>
2: I don't know. We might not see each other. Okay, that's debatable.
0: I'll be back, though. <laughs> I'll, be back. A new I'll be back. I'll be back. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. See you guys next episode.